You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. VHS tapes I've stockpiled and actually watching them and it's it's been a wild ride I think I'm going to do a, a Twitter feature for us that's just movies from the trailers before the movies that you'll never I don't know if they're available anywhere and if they are nobody's talking about the barbarian well, yesterday holy shit you never know. I mean, because I mean, with Vinegar Syndrome and and Severin out there, I mean, like I never thought I would see the Pod People movie from MST3K on video in the United States, and yet here I got a 4K copy of it, and now we've got uh, God, what else is coming out? Boggy Creek Two and the Legend Continues. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> uh, and, what was the movie that I sent you last night? Because it looked fucking wild. Um, I see uh, destroyer. Besides, destroy. I was gonna say besides the curse too, it was destroyer. Destroyer looks wild. Like it, that's what I was like. We might need to do destroyer for the show <laughs> because holy shit. Like, but I did the the movie that I found that we're going to do. Oh Roy, you might have seen it. I know I've seen it. I haven't thought about it. I'm scared. In 20 years, at least, I haven't thought about this movie. Oh, uh, I can't wait. It's it's going to have to, you know, it'll be later, but uh, it's, it is. <laughs> I am, I am, we need to have an action month. Because, okay. Because this is an, absolutely an action movie. Okay. Uh, we, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, it, it just went silent there for a second. I'm sorry for the dead air, folks, because um, we have been recording for the past two minutes. Sorry about that. <laughs> you got to tell me I'm recording. No, I you think... just said you you told me last time just press record here. Crack record one. <laughs> so I know if I need to keep. No, solely so I know if I need to keep talking or not. <laughs> Because I'll keep talking. I don't give a shit. I'll talk. <laughs> so welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, folks. Welcome to Musical Month. Um, it is. I wish, I wish that Wishcraft was a musical. Can, <laughs> I know somebody out there that adapts musicals. We should have her adapt Wishcraft into a musical. God, can you imagine? I can. I will audition. I will audition for every part. It'll be a one-man show. It'll be me in a stool. <laughs> Garrison Keeler's Wishcraft. Oh, God. Yeah. Wishcraft happens at Lake Wobegon now. <laughs> so tell me about, because uh, you just were like blowing my phone up <clears throat> last night. Tell me about The Curse 2. Oh. Because I've seen The Curse with Will Wheaton. I've, I've seen that one, but I've never seen The Curse 2. Oh, well, I mean, it has nothing to do with the first movie. Of Literally course. nothing. Um, so so it's like Troll 2, basically. I, I think if I so I think that it and it is a snake movie. OK, OK. From beginning to end, it is a snake movie. I think that the snake, the initial snake in the movie came from. The curse, the, the initial site of the first movie. I think that's the tie-in, or at least the tie-in they wanted, because okay. the, the snake then, you know, there's snakes everywhere in this movie, but the catalyst is a snake bites a guy who's out with his 
girlfriend on like a road trip vacation type thing. Um, and he slowly starts to become a snake, <laughs> like, except the bite site is what becomes a snake. So his hand, his arm and his hand become a, a snake in and of themselves that seem to have autonomy over themselves and start attacking people. I'm not going to give away much because I want everybody to watch this movie because it is na- it is as bananas as I can't tell you how bananas it is. But eventually he becomes a giant snake, not a snake man, just like a full on snake. And there is a there's a shootout. It does have um, Klinger from Mash in it. I think I sent you that picture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he plays a doctor. Of course he does. So he plays a. Is doc- he a so drag? He- no, no. <laughs> but that was but, some stunt casting, playing uh, casting him as a doctor. But he. <clears throat> And and this is where it gets really interesting, okay? This is how you know it's a sign of uh, the times. Is and I'm trying to pull it up on IMD. There it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, Jill Sholin is in it, by the way, uh, for fans of popcorn and everything else that she's ever been in, which was a lot. Um, Yeah, Jamie Farr, it's him. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't running my mouth. But there is a large portion of this movie. Now, keep in mind, this movie, see this, it's weird because this movie came out in 1989. There is a portion of this movie, there's a subset of this movie that you would expect to be in a 1979 movie. And that is, there is a large plot point in this movie that has to do with truckers, CBs, and caravans. Oh, yeah, because those were really big in 89 no it was like i said like 79 he's found it down yeah i would expect it but not in this but clingers running around having sex with truckers um like carried a shotgun around he's a doctor um it's a what it's wild i just want everybody to watch it because it does bj and the bear come up at one point i don't i don't think so i don't there's not there's no orangutan, which was disappointing because orangutan versus giant snake fight would be something I would pay to see. <laughs> That's more of the speed for sci-fi, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, everybody, it's so fun. But you also went and saw. So I was driving home today from an estate sale, and in front of me was a guy pulling a horse trailer. Okay. 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 And I'm sitting at the stalight. The guy in front of me has got a horse trailer. And the horse inside of the horse trailer is just kicking the shit out of the trailer. Like, you can see it. Like, you can't see in, but the whole trailer is just rocking, and you can hear him kicking it. Right? That's the way I feel about this Little Mermaid movie. And I think <laughs> you, are, you are the trailer. And I have the horse, and the truck is the movie, I think, is the metaphor. Well, I so, mean, the, the thing is with The Little Mermaid is, is it, it, it's good, but it does, it does have its faults. It does have its faults. And um, I, I, he, uh, uh, Halle Bailey is awesome as Ariel. She nails the role. Um, but there, there are, for me, flaws in the movie. Uh, the biggest one being Aquafina. Um, I... A little of her goes a long way. And when Aquafina is in I'm going to do comedy mode, for me, a very little of her goes a long way. And they let her off the chain. They let like, her off the chain for Scuttle. Yeah. Aquafina in Shang-Chi was good because they kept her a little bit on a chain with Same the whole Aquafina. Aqua same with Renfield as well. They kept her okay. on a chain. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, they kept her on a chain. Not in this one. Um, she's she's doing the comedy, doing the wacky, and it's grating. It's really grating. And then, uh, I mean, I love Lin Manuel Miranda, but this is not his best work. Um, the three new songs that he oh, wrote was he them. was he the what, did he write the songs? He wrote three new songs for the movie with Alan Menken. And okay. 
the the one the one that I liked was they gave Ariel this internal monologue song when she arrives at the village about experiencing being a human for the first time, and they did a, also a second reprise of Part of Your World that's heartbreaking. So okay. I liked I liked that. Uh, Prince Eric's song is okay. It's just, it's just okay, you know. It's like the song happens, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess it had to be there. Who, who did they get to play Prince Eric? Ah, oh, God, I can't remember. Um, some British actor. Hold on. Um, <laughs> let me see here. I mean, they made changes to the plot that, for me, makes perfect sense. Like, uh, one thing. Uh, Jonah Howard King is the name of the guy who plays uh, Prince Eric. Okay. Like, uh, Prince Eric is actually adopted. He's not really the prince uh, by blood. He, uh, in fact, uh, it's it's set on, like, a tropical island this time. And he's, like, really the only white person on this island, so you could tell he was adopted. Um, and he was, he was basically found on shore as a baby as a survivor of a shipwreck. And everyone on the island blames all the shipwrecks on King Triton and the mermaid. So they know of each other's existence. And King Triton wants uh, the merfolk to have nothing to do with the humans because they're responsible for the death of Ariel's mother, which is a plot point from the third Little Mermaid animated movie. So they brought that into it. Okay. Uh, Ursula and uh, Triton are brother and sister. So they they brought that element into it. And when Ariel is granted her legs and she has the three days to get the kiss and everything, Ursula cheats and puts an extra little notion in the spell to make Ariel forget she has to get Prince Eric to kiss her. Okay. And I'm like, okay, actually, why was that not in the original movie? Because that's something Ursula would totally do to cheat. Um, So those changes I liked. The the new song for Scuttle, okay, which is which is known as the Scuttlebutt. Oh no! This song comes in in the moment where uh, Ursula disguises Vanessa has arrived, and all of a sudden Prince Eric is announcing that he's getting married, and they think it's Ariel before they find out about Vanessa. So Scuttle comes crashing into the room and starts rapping. Oh, no. And the rap, honestly, and it's not like just any ordinary rap. It's it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's oh, no. ha- Hamilton in the Heights style rapping. And it does not go with the rest of the film at all. It is literally hearing a needle scratching on the record. And that was how the audience responded to the song also. <sighs> and it just really brought the film to a screeching halt. And I was like, who said this was a good idea? Who told, who told <laughs> Lynn Manuel? Yes. The same people who said yes to George Lucas on the prequel trilogy. I mean, it's, <laughs> um, but overall I, I gave it a B. Okay. I gave the Little Mermaid a B. Um, it's worth seeing. The, I mean, it's it is definitely a one of the better live action adaptations I've seen from Disney. But I just wish Disney would stop this trend. Sure. I, there, there's no there's no reason. Like, we don't need we don't need to have live action versions of these. I will admit I am curious about the live action Aristocats for one reason and one reason only. J- Jame Judy Dench and her cat butthole and her people hands <laughs> is going to be in it. No. <laughs> do it like cats. I'll go see it opening night. Do it like and do it like cats and have them make the aristocrats joke. <laughs> and I will see it. Well the movie is being directed by and the Burner new Herzog. Nope. Oh. And the music, new music is being written by Questlove. Now that's cool. So I went, okay, that's got my attention. Especially <laughs> after what he did with that documentary about the, the the Harlem Music Festival. It's like, okay, 
that's got my attention. I'm nervous about this live action Snow White because Lin Manuel Miranda's written new music for this film also, and I'm like, God, are we going to have another scuttlebutt in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves here? And I absolutely want nothing to do with the live action remake of Lilo and Stitch. <coughs> no. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And I think it's too soon for a live action remake of Moana as well. Um, I, I was like, when I heard that they were doing a live action Moana, I went, already? The film's not even 10 years old yet, is it? I mean, but eventually it's going to crash and burn like everything, like the comic book genre and yeah. everything. So, you know, it's going to eventually, hopefully, crash and burn. Yeah, the, 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 we are seeing the death knells, I think, of at least the the current iteration of comic book movies. Well, the fact that at our Alamo draft houses here in Dallas, Texas, that there are more pre-sale tickets being sold for Meteor City than The Flash. Right. Speaks volumes. I, I was shocked when I saw that on the app. And I mean, it was because the news came out that the, it's like the worst pre-sales in the history of the of of like the comic book tentpole films. And I was like, no way. And I'm looking at the pre-sales on both my Alamo Drafthouse app and my AMC app, and yeah, barely any tickets are selling. And I'm Jeez. like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, between that and and Quantumania, like there are movies in the pipeline for Marvel and DC that I absolutely want to see. They just are going to have to change the oh, way that and they have to figure it out now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now they got no other choice. I mean, a lot of stuff from Marvel has been postponed because of the lackluster sales of tickets for the flash. And also because of Jonathan majors, not keeping his hands to himself. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So positive stuff. Now let's talk about some positive stuff here. Yeah. Um, I, this month, and I'll probably, when we record the second half of this, I'll, I'll be able to tell you about it. Uh, the Texas theater here, once a month, they have a free screening on Tuesday nights called Tuesday night trash. And it's always something interesting that they show and they are going all out this for the month of June. They're doing a, French sleaze double feature, as they call it. Uh, First, it's a short film from 1984 called Folie Moreterides, or however you pronounce it. I think it's the the Death Follies. Uh, Way underground French short film about a killer stalking attractive young women in the French countryside. Nearly dialogue-free and filmed in 8mm for maximum art damage. Okay. All right. Then the film afterwards is called Revenge of the Living Dead Girls. A chemical company dumps toxic waste into a graveyard while environmentalists poison milk with the same chemicals. We must have missed some. Yeah, we must have missed some crucial exposition dialogue while we're in the bathroom because this is not explained. But whatever reason it, it is. Nubile young women are now dropping dead and returning as butterface zombies. <laughs> I love the Texas theater so much. I miss having an, a direct access to an Alamo draft house or two. But man, going to see uh, what was the name of that movie? The, uh, the Asylum movie, the grim, um, the, the, the grim fairy tales superhero movie. Whatever yes. that was, seeing that at the Texas Theater was magic, man. Like, <laughs> I miss the Texas Theater a lot. Yeah, there. Um, I saw that and I told Chris, I said, we're going to have to go. And then they also do uh, something called the Maki Horror Picture Show yeah. every month, where it is a combination both not only people riffing the movie like um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, but there's also audience participation stuff that can happen as well and you get to see on the screen what to do for audience participation uh for the month of june they're doing the 1990 version of captain america no oh, rep brown baby canon pictures <laughs> gotta love it so um i'm totally there for that <laughs> yeah oh yes 
totally there for that. And speaking of uh, trash, the <laughs> movie that we're talking about on this episode was actually featured on Tuesday Night Trash. Oh, nice. Uh, that's how I finally was able to watch it for the very first time. And it is the 1984, I believe it is. Yeah, 1984 musical Voyage of the Rock Aliens. <laughs> now, Voyage of the Rock Aliens was not really released in the United States when it came out. Um, mainly because the American audiences did not understand the fuss behind Piazzadora. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but overseas in Germany and the UK, she was huge. In fact, yeah. um, so this movie was created and it's, it's a, it's a send up of, the time period in the 80s where it was rockabilly versus new wave music. Sure. So you've got, you know, this this one band in the movie who is basically Stray Cats. And then you got the Aliens, who's basically Duran Duran. Um, and <clears throat> you have um, Pia Zadora as the girlfriend of the leader of the rockabilly band, who's played by Mark Jackson, from Nightbreed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and this alien, this this alien rock band, new wave rock band, is looking for sources of music on, in, in the universe, and they happen to stumble upon Pia Zadora singing on the beach of this really toxic town that has yes. a, a mutated squid living in the waters and junk all over the place and all sorts of stuff. And also uh, Michael Berryman running around as an escaped convict serial killer with a chainsaw. And um, mm. if that wasn't enough, we also have, um, um, oh God, what's her face? Um, Ruth Gordon as the cop who's oblivious to everything except for the fact that she knows that aliens have landed on earth. The original cut of the film, the director felt it was missing something. Then along came a hit song for Pia Zadora and Jermaine Jackson. It was a minor hit in the United States, but it was huge in Germany called When the Rain Begins to Fall. So the director decided, hey, let's incorporate the music video into the film. Okay. And also make the the song kind of a theme to the film. So we've the, we we get the music video for no reason whatsoever in the movie. In the movie. Yes, in the in movie. In the movie. In okay. the movie. So that's why Jermaine Jackson is credited for this film. Um and then if that wasn't enough, depending on what cut of the film you have because there's all sorts of different cuts of this film. It will either be called Voyage of the Rock Aliens or When the Rain Begins to Fall. Okay. Those are because, two vastly different concepts. <laughs> because like vast. some, in some markets, they literally like pushed that, you know, this is the song from, you know, where it's based on the song and blah, 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 and everything. Sure. Uh, so the copy that I got from Vinegar Syndrome has it is the the rain begins to fall edit of the film, okay, uh, which is the most nanners edit of the film. So I'm hoping that that's the one that's on Tubi for you as well sure. because it's nanners. Um, do you know anything about this? Have you heard Nothing. of this movie prior? Oh, to I've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I don't know anything about it. I, I know you've talked about it. I know you got it from Vinegar Syndrome during the. Uh, you know what? Hold on. Did I? Let me check. <laughs> I bought so many fucking movies from that last thing. I might have it. Let me check. Um, I know you bought it. I mm. know that it's a favorite of yours. I know you've told me that I need to buy it. So I know those things are, are true and accurate. You know, I don't any beyond that. I don't know anything about it. So this is the first um this is the first time I'm going in to watch this thing. Okay. At all. Well, 
Well, I will let you know that one of the one of the people who is in the movie, um, who plays Duke for the rockabilly band. Okay. Uh, his name is uh, Jimmy Haddix. He um, was also a songwriter for the movie Rad. Okay. He sings the song Baby Come Back and Rad, and he was also one of the new monkeys. Oh, oh, okay. I do not have this movie. I okay. do have Alien from L.A., so that's where I got confused. Okay. So, yeah, so we have one of the members of the new monkeys uh, in this. Well, good. Uh, <laughs> like I said, like I said, we have Academy Award winner Ruth Gordon, uh, who did this movie actually as a favor for the director because it was directed by the same guy who directed Any Which Way You Can. Okay. The sequel okay. to Every Which Way But yeah. Loose. Yeah. So it was it was done as as a favor basically. So all right. Has any of this sold the movie for you? I mean, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? It seems like, with the exception of our third movie our outlier this month this is really we've had like a series of punk rock movies that we've done you know Mm -hmm. um this is our this is our new wave era we're coming back (laughs) full circle to liquid sky here (laughs) post-punk new wave um i am i mean you could have sold me on that concept alone but there's a mutated squid for no, like just there. Yeah. You know, Piazzadora is just, how many movies have we watched with Piazzadora in it now? <laughs> Two, three, four. And then, and then you got Michael Berryman running around as an escape lunatic with a chainsaw just because, just because, just yeah. because, just because. So, yeah. I mean, I'm fully sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just send me a title of a movie and I watch it. So um, this isn't a good, I'm not a good litmus test for that question, but I'm fully sold on the, on watching this thing. Yes. And plus we get to see the magic of Craig Schaefer, um, you know, singing in this movie <laughs> before he goes on to do Nightbreed and some kind of wonderful. Oh, this is pre Nightbreed. This is pre Nightbreed. Yeah. Okay. So All he's, right. He's young in this one. So yeah, this is pre Nightbreed. I'm so, ready. I'm ready. Alrighty. Well, let's dive in to the cheese that is known as Voyage of the Rock Alien. <laughs> Their mission is for science. Their only vice. We used to sit around at night watching old time movie shows. Is music. You didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. What did you think? What did you think? We didn't think at all. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Their destination is the home of Dee Dee, the hottest ticket in town. Her boyfriend, Frankie, the hottest temper in town, and his band, The Pack, who are always cooking. But things are about to get hotter. All it took was just one look, and Dee Dee short-circuited his fuse box. Some guys will do anything to press a girl. Now Dee Dee's got her chance. Who else is here, why don't you sing with us? This guy's gonna be dog meat. But the pack want his head. We're starving. Sorry, guys. I guess I made a wrong turn. Let's Voyage of the Rock Aliens. It's magical. Maniacal. Could, could you wait? It's too short. It's got tunes. See, you never took auto shop. No. And tune-ups. Okay. It's full of surprises. Watch it. And the beat never stops. Pia Zadora. Tom Nolan. Craig Sheffer. 
Ruth Gordon and a special appearance by Jermaine Jackson. So keep your eyes and ears open. And who's that? Your town might be next. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. Croy, got my Lacroix, got my secret garden candle, got my big pink chair. <laughs> so you got your Lacroix, you got your secret garden candle, which I'm sure you got from Goop. And... Uh, no, I got it from like what? Uh, what's the thing you guys have down there where it's like, um, it's like uh, retail hellscape where it's all thirds and they just throw it on shelves. Oh, Tuesday have... morning. Uh, no, not the other one. Tuesday morning is like that, but Tuesday morning is for like. Uh, like purple hat grandmas on Sunday. I was going to say, because Tuesday morning went out of business. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it did, which sucks. No, uh, like, we have a place called Bargain Hunt, where it's just, like, bins of shit, and then just, like, stuff, like, in a generalized area, like, oh, you want home goods? Just go in there. Fight Cerberus, <laughs> cross the river sticks, you get in there, and you just find what you want. That's where I got my secret garden candle. <laughs> You got your secret garden candle. Meanwhile, I'm sipping on my Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Ultimate Limited Edition. <laughs> God, we should get paid by Coke. Because, that was impressive. Because, because that is a name that deserves to be sung. That was <laughs> just a lot of syllables <laughs> in there. A Which, lot of syllables. You know, these these Coca-Cola Coca-Cola. Uh, Coca -Cola, flavors that come out i mean a lot of them are missed and hit like the last one mix was like someone poured a bottle of uh of uh, tropicana suntan lotion into the mix and said here taste it oh nice nice it was like coconut and uh yeah. it was like baywatch in a can yeah tro tropicana you basically had like the like a, i would imagine what the reality would be like licking a tropicana bikini girl probably not i've i've done it i had to <laughs> <laughs> where Listen, this one, you get your you get your sag card your way i'll get it mine <laughs> where this one i actually like uh this this one has it, it's 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 a floral pineapple coca-cola so um, nice. apparently this is supposed to be what it tastes like when you get xp on league of legends so apparently <laughs> that that's the description that they gave for it so um imagine tasting floral pineapple and that's what it's like to taste xp I'm, on I, league you know, of legends <laughs> i'm sure coke does a lot of awful things you know like in the amazon but you know good on them for hiring people with synesthesia to test their uh to test their beverages <laughs> oh man is this what Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say. And, and speaking of things that taste floral and pineapple, yeah. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Oh, my God. Dude, you – we served – I know that you don't fully agree with what I'm about to say. I get that. But for me, this might be the best month of movies that I've seen <laughs> for this show. I could – the the Voyage of the Rock Aliens, um, Phantom of the Paradise, one-two punch. Mm -hmm. Friggin' 
good, man. It, yeah. Everybody out there, that is the double feature. Not only is it the double feature, I think it should be the double feature for June. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. And, and I think you do, listening to this show. So let's discuss Voyage of the Rock. First, we have the, first of all, your reaction to the music video that has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> yet they worked it into the plot with Jermaine Jackson and Via Zadora. So, is the, so, so what I thought was happening is not what was happening. What I thought was happening was that the rock aliens, right? We were going to get a shot of them on another planet Mm -hmm. and then going to Earth. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this, the opening shot was an establishing these are the rock aliens, right? And they're on a different planet that's not Earth with their music. And then the plot was going to push forward onto Earth. That's not what that was. That oh, was no. just a straight-up music video that slapped so hard. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson, Mad Max, Pia Zadora. How? How? Who? Oh, what I love is Cocaine? that Pia, Pia, yes. Pia Zadora is totally rocking the mannequin Hollywood Montreux glasses in that music video. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, just She is one movie away from designing women in those glasses. <laughs> And yeah, it's totally like Mad Max in it's like it's like Mad Max in Morocco or yes. something. And it, well, they they went to the set of Boom, then they filmed <laughs> Mad Max. But they also brought in uh, Jermaine's brother to make like make it more thriller. Can you make it more thriller? Can you make it more? Can you make it more bad? Is actually what it was, right? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't thriller. It wasn't. It was all. It was. Just this side of Beat It, but it was actually bad. Like the not the song wasn't bad. The video with Michael Jackson's bad. Yeah, the the white versus black, and we we had like the little jungle fever going on between her and Jermaine Jackson, and then all of a sudden, well, love can't conquer all, and then the 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 robot that's like autopiloting the ship. After watching, that's like, eh, no, nah, never mind. No, that's that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was that was their thing. Like he's observing this banger, this song that slaps so hard. Like this song would have the same effects in Scarface as the theme song to Scarface. Which, by the way, I didn't realize. I don't know how I've missed it for all these years. The theme song to Scarface bangs, yes, real hard. Like. And the alien's like, nah, let's get these Devo boys down to this planet with this uh, Stray Cats knockoff. Um, <laughs> let's have them play that out. This isn't worth seeing. And it 100%. If, if that was the rest of the movie, I would be just as happy. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we go to, like, some nondescript area in New Jersey that's full of pollution. Um, yeah. As, as you saw, the, the water has uh, some like pink and purple tentacled monster living in it. Oh yeah. That comes back later. Like that's a yeah. plot point. And for some reason. Yeah. For some reason. And we have uh, Pia Zadora, who's not allowed to sing with her uh, rockabilly boyfriend and his band singing in her union Jack outfit. Oh yeah. Singing and dancing in the sand and just like, like earnestly trying to be this giant rock star <laughs> in this yeah. movie. Yeah, it was great. Like, you know, I, first of all, all the costuming across the board, every single costume that anybody wears in this movie, the best. Just, mm, just yeah, peak Adam Ant meets Brian Setzer. Just great. Like, I love this movie. Like, I you wrote got- you and I'm like, I... I, this might be my favorite movie we've ever watched. Like you got those outfits, real... and, then, and then you got like the Devo Duran Duran. I love it. Space pants. It was like space everybody, pants. everybody in that band is about ready to sing space pants on stage. You know. Well, I grew up. This I am shot. Like I need to get this movie for my old man because he is a huge Devo fan. He is a huge rockabilly fan. Like this would this would be right. He's a he's a huge 50s monster movie like this movie took all of those elements 
threw them all together in like a beach blanket bingo style movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, they did such a great job with this movie. Like, ah, it's so good. It's so good. Let's talk about some of the other moments in the movie, uh, like the musical number in the bathroom, which is uh, when when the musical number in the bathroom starts. First, we get the parade of panties. Yeah. Uh, one of them, which has a yellow stain. <laughs> Yeah, one who isn't wearing any. And one who isn't wearing any. But the one that's the most questionable is the one who's wearing nylon stockings uh, with their panties down. I'm like, how? 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 (laughs) And and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when Pia Zadora starts singing, these disco lights start appearing out of nowhere on the wall. And we get this weird split screen going on with the dancing and it suddenly it becomes like a George Michael fever dream in the bathroom. (laughs) And and this whole entire musical number out of nowhere. And I love that the musical numbers are like that in this movie, where it's just like, we're just going to throw a musical number at you now. Yeah. Well, the fact that Alison Laplace is in it threw me so hard. She's very recognizable just for her later work. You know, because she's been in literally everything. A lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, wait, is that who I think it is? Yeah, it is. This movie had a lot of that, actually. Especially yeah. Michael Berryman. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We'll get to Michael Berryman in a moment because that's just, wow. <laughs> His character something else. They Ruth really, Gord- they Ruth really Gord- monkeyed it up. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Ruth Gordon as the cop who's trying to convince everyone that they're being invaded by aliens. Yeah. I, I'm like watching her performance. And I'm going, how many pot brownies did you have before <laughs> making this movie? Because she's so high off her ass in this thing. <laughs> but the movie is like a, a, a straight ahead, like aliens come to Earth um, to discover the music. Like they don't really established like they want to they're trying to decide whether were they trying to decide whether they were going to destroy earth or not what were they doing they were just looking for like a new sound i guess they really yeah. never really really clarified that part actually the part that the part that i found the most disturbing in this movie was the robot that took them out of the fridge and <laughs> threw them in the machine that and the inflation Oh, oh, when when he blew up and they had to reprint him. Yeah, and, when he got too horny. Yeah. So he gets so horny that he blows up into pieces. So they have to take the pieces and feed it into like this fax machine, which that faxes out a flat version of him and they inflate him back. And <laughs> it is a practical effect that is you would swear that Screaming Man George came up with it, and he didn't. Right, because uh, it's, it's an inflation effect, it. yeah. It's a bladder effect for sure. But yeah, I mean, this movie takes all of those things from, from those Monster Beach movies mm-hmm. and monkifies them into like, a, like, like you, expect, you expect the monkeys to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, but at the, at the root of this thing, it's New Wave versus uh, Rockabilly. And there's a battle of the bands, and it's great. There is a I'm surprised Pia Zadora during that battle of the bands never normalized dancing with one hand in your pocket. Yeah, well, I think she tried <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, that that's the highlight of the movie is the battle of the bands, especially when they're like going to have her sing with the band, and then all of a sudden she gets like zapped into like the Christmas star. Yeah, and. Is yeah, all she gets sudden... flight of the navigator did it. <laughs> and now she's all done up in the alien fashion singing, you know, the big song Let's Dance Tonight, to which everybody at the, the dance is a is a perfectly skilled gay trained dancer. Sure, uh, gay trained. <laughs> I like where were you trained? Oh, gay trained. Oh okay. that was gay trained, yes. Okay. <laughs> Looks like you got some you got some Fosse influences. Oh sure, I was gay trained. Oh yeah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. And then, then then this is where the Space Pants moments come, because you got the Rockabilly band that's performing their version of Let's Dance Tonight, and then all of a sudden the Alien band comes out, and it's like, let's dance! It's strong pangs of the uh, 
talent show from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I felt a, I felt pretty strong Revenge of the Nerds vibes coming off of them. But then, but then I'm like, yeah, I like this. Like, I like everything that's there. Are Roy? There is an A line story, a B line story, a C, a D, an E, a- and I think we can include. Um, I think we can include R- Ruth Gordon and the police trying to convince everybody it's aliens uh, as a, as like an F line. I think there are, there are There's, seven storylines. There going are on a lot movie. of storylines going on. And the thing is, is that they don't leave any of the storylines off the hook. They all converge yeah. into each other. I, I, my favorite side storyline is the one with Michael Berryman. Uh, oh, the, the Allison LaPlaza, Michael Berryman storyline. Yes. <laughs> where they, where, you know, this, this psychotic chainsaw killer who finds love in uh, a woman who knows how to repair a chainsaw. (laughs) She's a mechanic. Yeah. That whole thing, like when she's chastising him for not properly greasing and oiling. It's great. (laughs) And, then of course you know the alien falls in love with Piazzadora's character and she's about ready to leave with him but says no after she finds out that they have no emotions on the planet and I'm like okay if you don't have any emotions on the planet then how the hell did you get horny yeah well and then there's the emotional journey of uh, Nightbreed through this thing <laughs> <laughs> who starts oh. out as just this asshole greaser guy that won't let her sing is like an asshole to all of his bandmates and I guess his gang because the band only has like five people and then his gang has like 85 dudes in it mm-hmm. um, you know and, and she she leaves him because he won't let him sing and he's walking along the beach and walking in the forest and getting in touch with his emotions well, and finally he's like lock- it opens up his skull locker which is like this double doored shrine to her yeah right <laughs> And, like, the poster on the wall is the artwork to, like, her latest album. Yeah. That's been released in the stores. And he's all, like, leaning up again. Craig Schaefer's just leaning up, like, are you happy now? You got all you wanted. Are you happy? But what about me? It's like if Jeff Goldblum uh, was in The Fly. But instead of Jeff Goldblum, it was the movie Grease. And instead of The Fly, it was Earth Girls Are Easy. Yes. <laughs> That's are what you this ha- movie is. Are you happy now, Dee Dee? Are you happy? <laughs> it's so, it's such a good movie. Like, you know, like, I know everybody in the world besides me has seen this movie. But, like, I was getting Grease vibes from it. I was getting um, really strong. Um, uh, what was the movie we watched? Um, for a wacko vibes from yeah. it with the Michael Berryman stuff and the sea monster, the, the mutated New Jersey <laughs> sea octopus. Um, you know, Michael Berryman's character in this movie very much reminded me of um, what was the name? The, the, the guy from uh, wacko who'd had the dance routine. Oh shit. I can't remember. You remember the crazy guy that was dancing yeah. outside with her on Hall- at the Halloween party. Like that wouldn't mm-hmm. let her go. Yeah, like like it just everything hits right. It shouldn't work. None of this movie should work. But and every I, bit of it does. And I love the ending when the aliens decide, you know, okay, we're gonna leave Earth alone, but let's live let's leave them some alien persuasion. And by alien persuasion, they like clean up the town's pollution. Uh, the whole entire gang that was ready to beat up Frankie because he abandoned them got turned into Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts, right? <laughs> Um, the the creature in the and the in the lake decides ah fuck this place and leaves, and then Ruth Gordon and the younger uh, policeman all of a sudden they like want to have a Harold and Maude situation yeah. go on with each other and she's like oh let's get wet yeah yeah and there's well and then there's the um the, there's another storyline because they travel to Earth Bill and Ted style through a phone booth uh-huh. um. Where they're trying to figure out how they travel back and forth, and uh, your your main your main greaser there, uh, Frankie shoves one of his gang members into the phone booth, and they're talking. He disappears onto the pl- onto the alien ship, 
And then while he's on there, he just trashes it. And yes. you never really – you don't get any resolution from that, right? No, there's really no resolution except for the aliens like, oh, man, they destroyed our ship. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> it's and then what great. I, and then what I love is while the aliens are, like, fixing up the town and everything, we get a reprise of when the rain begins to fall, except there's no Jermaine Jackson this time. No, nope. uh, this time Craig Schaefer is lip syncing Jermaine Jackson's voice. Yep. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> it is. This is a fantastic film. I, if you have not seen it, and then you need and, to see it. And then a little a little fun tidbit for you here. So the the voice of the robot thirteen fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, turns himself. I mean, the minute he turned himself into a fire hydrant, I knew the joke was coming. I'm like, here we go. Here it comes. Uh, well, you may know him as Peter Cullen. Oh, really? Yes, Optimus Prime himself. Holy shit. Yes. Okay. So we had Optimus Prime <laughs> in this movie as a... He, he basically, so imagine Optimus Prime was you know, the one watching Jermaine Jackson and Piazzadora and said, eh. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a fun cast. I mean, and... and the thing is, is that the film really didn't go anywhere here in the United States. It really didn't get distributed, I remember right, in the United States. But it was huge in Germany. Um, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all, actually. <laughs> that sounds exactly right. I But I, I think it's a must-see because it is, it is definitely a creme de la creme when it comes to cult cinema. Um, yeah, it, and like you nailed it when you said it had like a monkey's uh, beach blanket bingo vibe. It really does. Um, I mean, I mean, Pia Zador is not the best singer in the world, and this movie proves that she's not the best singer in the world. <laughs> but it's still so fun. It, but it, she's exactly what this movie needed. It is exactly she was perfect for this movie. She really yeah. was. She's exactly what this film needed. Uh, everything was exactly what this film needed. You know, like it just it was it nailed every beat got nailed there. You know, every every joke landed exactly the way that, that you want it to. Mm-hmm. Like it it was it's very, very good. Like I really, really enjoyed this movie so much. Yay. I'm glad yeah, this was a this was a good one. This was this was um, this is up there. And I I I don't know if you're starting to realize a theme with my movies that I really, really, really enjoy. They're all friggin' musicals. Go figure. <laughs> Who's shocked by that? The Apple, 100%. Can't stop the music? Loved it. This movie, yes. Like, <laughs> rock and roll? Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Mother Goose Rock? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we'll draw the line of Mother Goose Rock and Ryan. That was just, uh, oh, boy. Uh, well, if you are interested in a copy of this, it's not available right now because they're doing their month-long partners-only celebration. Right. But Vinegar Syndrome did release the movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up as soon as – I know it was in the last sale. I think you got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I missed it. So hopefully when they start – when they when they re-up it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up a copy. This is one I want to own for sure. Yeah, this is a, this is a definite must-own. This, this, this one's just so much fun. Yes. Yes. I. Yeah. And and, I'll, and it is on Tubi. Yes. Um, so it is available for free, and it's a good transfer. Um. Ever. You know, it's it's solid work. So now yeah. the transfer that you had on Tubi did it get, have the title Voyage of the Rock Aliens or the uh, title When the Rain Begins to Fall? It was the one on Tubi was Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Okay. Because yeah. the the one on Vinegar Syndrome is the and the rain begins to fall. Okay title card so that's like yeah there's like like i mentioned in the first half there's multiple prints of this movie floating out there so yeah that was the one that they got a hold of was when it was titled that to kind of capitalize on the the song from jermaine jackson and um, yeah i was i was yeah. reading about i was reading about that um uh, about that the reason that they they renamed it because of the fact that the, they want basically they, they positioned this movie as a two and a half hour or two hour long or an hour and a half, I guess, long music video for mm-hmm. Pia Zadora's new album at that point. Which would have been, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the music video for the clapping song, but if they would have included that 
into this movie, it would have been more bizarre because it, it starts with her in this school, which and the school looks like it's a school at a missionary in Africa. Okay. And she's teaching the kids how to clap, and then suddenly she's in this fur bikini with a bunch of <laughs> with with a bunch of natives and a giant gorilla and giant anthropomorphic bananas, and it's just the most what the hell is going on music video I've ever seen in my entire yep. life. And the soundtrack for this movie is basically just when the rain begins to fall and some other selections from yes, this movie. Yes, exactly. I, there was really no real soundtrack that was released for this. It was Piazzadora's album, and they titled the album When the Rain Begins to Fall. So if you're looking for the soundtrack to this, you need to find the Piazzadora's album yeah. When the Rain Begins to Fall, because that's the closest yeah. you're going to get to the soundtrack to this, because it's got that song on there, of course. It's got uh, Let's Dance Tonight, You Bring Out the Lover in Me, and yeah. the one she performed on the beach. So. Yeah, so I'm going to have to find that. Um but yeah, I was looking for it, and I'm like, well, this isn't the soundtrack. And I started looking at it, I'm like, yes, it is. They just really, <laughs> really threw everything behind the album instead of the movie. Which mm-hmm. I think, when they realized that it was going to be hot in Germany and not so hot here, they, they repositioned it. I, I This is a movie. This is a great movie. I would, I would love to see this in a theater. Oh, yeah. I mean, I keep missing it every time they show it here at the Texas Theater for Tuesday Night Trash because it's a crowd favorite. And I want to see it with an audience also because I could just imagine how much fun it is to watch with an audience. This is definitely a this is a midnight movie. Hands down. I mean, it's, it's just such a fun, ridiculous movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Speaking of ridiculous movies, uh, we chose our films for our fifth anniversary. Uh, well, the wheel, the wheel of fate chose our our films yeah. on the lean episode, and it really went middle of the road for us, with the exception <laughs> of Premutos, which was our uh, choice. Yeah. Um, so we're doing Premutos to ourselves, but the wheel of fate decided, no, you guys are going to watch this high class Australian folk horror film. Uh, Picnic and Hanging Rock, and then you guys are going to watch The Gay Deceivers again. Right. So I don't know what the wheel was trying to tell us with with this selection, but I was not expecting those results at all. No, not at all. I was was expecting either to go all all good or all all movies we wanted to see or all movies we don't want to see, but this was not that. This is no. movies we hadn't even thought about. Like, like I guess it's like we're watching we're watching a movie that's on the Criterion Collection. Literally, Picnic and Hanging Rock is part of the Criterion mm-hmm. Collection, so we've got that, and then we're revisiting the movie that's responsible for one of the biggest memes online with involving peonies and marigolds. That's right. Like, so. <laughs> Who knew? Okay. All, all things being said, though, I I am excited to see it, like to see these movies again, kind of fresh eyes. I, I am excited for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to revisit, especially especially um, the gay deceivers, because thanks to that meme, that film is starting to pick up again online. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be interesting to revisit those. We got so much. You you have no idea what's coming up for the rest of this year. I mean, there's just so much going. Well, we've already decided on August theme. So August has been taken care of. We got a theme yes. going on for August, but you don't know what's coming at you in September. I've got something <laughs> big planned for October. You have no idea what's coming up with that. And something really big to end the year with in December. <laughs> so, yeah, we're go- we're going out for our fifth anniversary, baby. I mean, it's if we were ever going to do it, now's the time. So <laughs> let's let's go big or go home. Exactly. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you very much for joining us as we uh, examine the voyage of the rock aliens again. If you. You should have Tubi by this point. It's free, for Christ's sake. Um, go check out Voyage of the Rock Aliens on Tubi. You'll have an absolute blast. Yeah, it makes you strong on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
it makes you strong on Twitter, and uh, we're 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 still on Prodigy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're on Prodigy. Um, I'm really, you guys. Thank you so much for sending all those AOL CDs uh, my way. I'm really burning through them. So if you got any more, I need those free. I need those free hours. Send them up, baby. <laughs> Patreon. Send me all those AOL discs. Uh, all right, gang. We'll see you next time when we discuss Phantom of the Paradise. Talk to y'all later.